everybody. Welcome to 2819. This is Gabe Gutierrez, and I am joined, as always, by Chris Quarantine West. Chris Quarantine West, that's right. How's it hanging, man? Oh, it's good. It's, um, yeah, a beautiful day. It's been a beautiful week here in the North Texas area. The North Texas area that I live in? Yeah, yeah. It's been good. Go local municipality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> local Metroplex. <laughs> where do you, what where do you technically live? Is it it's not Keller? It's is, you want me to give you my address on this, Gabe? What are you? What I do, you do I do. Your exact ad, how else can people send you gifts? <laughs> uh, I live in Arlington, people. That's right. We live in Wataga. Wataga. Nice. Nice. It is it is a beautiful day though in the neighborhood. <laughs> even though we're in separate neighborhoods. This is so uh just to pull back the curtain, ladies and gentlemen, when we started 2819, Chris and I were able to meet in person and uh have that face-to-face live dynamic and we have switched to teleconferencing like much of the world has. So uh we are we are present to each other virtually, just like uh, we tune into the to the mass and to all different other kinds of meetings. That's how we're meeting now. Yep, and um, it's weird. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. hey, uh, this podcast, of course, is outreach of Saint Elizabeth Van Seton in Keller, Texas. Um, before we move forward, uh, I just want to give the basic stuff. Uh, you know, the parish is still plugging away, right? Uh, you can stream Mass on Facebook. And the way you can get there is just by going to Facebook and searching for C's Keller or www.facebook.com slash C's Keller. And that should get you straight to their page. You don't have to have a Facebook account to get to it. Um, and you can stream Mass daily on Sundays and in addition to that there's also the parish YouTube channel now the YouTube channel does not have mass at this time but the parish is still putting content out there Uh, just in the last week there's been a message from Father Flynn that we'll touch on Uh, they've got this spiritual survival guide with um, you know David LaPointe and and now the latest one is with Father Nia Wynn yes and um, even uh, Dr. Tim Brennan has put a, a few different things up there. So yeah, there's 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 places to stay connected, and to um, get little nuggets of encouragement and wisdom to help you in this time. And uh, of course, the 2819 podcast, like what you were saying, right? An extension of uh, the Saint Elizabeth Anstey Ministry. So uh, thank you guys for listening. The yeah, however all, many all ten of you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh chris let's not bury the lead let's just go ahead and uh hit hit the the headline first okay we mentioned last week that uh of course the bishop had hope that we could potentially be celebrating together again on the feast of the divine mercy which was april 19th which was this past sunday Right. Which, of course, coincided with my baptism day. Oh, so nice. So there's that. 
There's that. Happy. So. Happy uh, oh, hey, thanks. So, at the time that we recorded last week, there had not been any word out from the diocese, and wouldn't you know it, later on in the week, I think it was Friday, the bishop mm-hmm. did put out a letter uh, in, with regards to the future of mass in the diocese, and not just mass, but also um, gathered public uh, confession standard times. Yep. So, Chris, did you have a chance to check the letter out? Yeah, yeah, um, I did, and uh, and I think it, it brings a lot of um, hope, I, I think would be the word, you know, like, during this time, um, I don't know, it's been however many weeks, uh, I mean, I've, I've lost count uh, of, of, of how many weeks we've, we've been officially under, but um, um, it, it's just amazing to me how impatient <laughs> I can be, uh, just personally, because, like, yeah, I, um, I know, man, come on. You're, yeah, but I, I yearn to be back in, uh, the church at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, you know, and like, I, um, am, uh, just getting more and more impatient, right? Like, and stir crazy, like at home and stuff. Um, but uh, with, with Bishop's letter, I think, uh, there, there is a glimmer of hope in that, um, it's not going to be like a, hey, uh, this weekend, let's go back to what was normal. Let's go back to how everything was done before. There's no way that that's going to happen, right? So just like the economics of the issue or, or, or the government, you know, uh, having these like three phases of um, of like, um, yeah, of, of progress, you know, of, uh, of, of getting back to... Um, uh, bigger meetings and stuff like that, meeting places and meeting spaces. Um, and so I think, yeah, the, the church is going to be, uh, be, be like that as well for, for a while and, and not, um, not a whole, like, again, going back to whatever was normal, but, uh, a progress, a progressional, uh, growth in, um, allowing for the, the sacraments, allowing for the faithful, to uh, receive the sacraments again, so um, and 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 you know he he was talking about wearing a a, a face mask, wearing a cloth face mask, or um, you know something of that matter. So again, it, it sounds like there will be a or there is a plan in place. Uh, we we just need to get the well the the government and and uh, the church just needs to get the ball rolling, and uh, once it's rolling, I think it'll be. I think it'll be good. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I am too. And and the hope here is that sometime during May, right? Right. The month of Mary. Yeah. And and um, of course, you know, I when I say like I'm ready, like I don't want to belittle or I don't want to make it such that uh you know, if I'm ready, like then the whole world should be ready or like the, you know, all of North Texas should be ready. Like that's not the case whatsoever. I, I know that, you know, um, I think the bishops, Bishop, yeah, uh, Olson in particular. No, 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 Chris, you speak for everybody. <laughs> no, but. Uh, no, just, I, I think we know I, that you're, you're talking of, about your yourself there. Well, out of, what out, else out is new? <laughs> Get out of yourself. Uh, but but no, out of charity. Um, 
yeah, we don't want this don't want this thing to spread. So um, and and we want to keep the 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 most vulnerable in in mind and in prayer and yeah uh, yeah yeah. And so again, the hope is that in May sometime we'll be able to figure out a way to move forward. And like you said, it, it's it's not realistic to expect it to be like back to the way it was before anything happened. It'll be uh, more than likely some kind of a modified social distancing, you know, maybe even something similar to what it was right before it closed where we were in the parking lot. Um, maybe something to that effect, at least at first. And, and then kind of easing it into something that becomes a little bit more routine and mainstream uh, for this period of time that we're in as, as normal as it can be, I suppose. Yeah. The other, the other piece here in Bishop's letter, though, is that uh, he's encouraging those who are most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the elderly, those who perhaps may be autoimmune compromised, or, or anyone who in a particular way is vulnerable to the effects of COVID-19, uh, first of all, to stay at home and be safe, right? Mm-hmm. But also to reach out and contact your parish. So, uh, you know, we mentioned at the beginning that Father Flynn had a, a message on the YouTube channel. You can check that out. You can even see it on the parish website. Um, he had a, a message in response to this letter, and and he underscores the desire that if you are quarantined, if you are vulnerable, if you are in need, to please reach out to the parish. One, so that they know who you are and they know you know that that you have needs and they can pray for you in a deliberate, intentional, specific way. But but two, so that. If you do have needs, if you need someone to check in on you from time to time or maybe run to the grocery store, do some very basic things, the potential for that can happen uh, if they know that you're there. And so they, they do ask that uh, if you are in that situation to please to please reach out and um, let your let your parish know that that you're there so that they can <clears throat> love on you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I, yeah, I mentioned the uh, the, the wearing um, a cloth face mask. Uh, but then his his third, um, yeah, and, and I guess the final thing too is is to donate non-perishable food items and gift cards to your local parish. Um, yeah, and I know our I know St. Elizabeth's uh, outreach is is still. Um, yeah, collecting stuff and, and is, is um, in the front Wait. lines. What? You, you, you mentioned the third thing, and then you jumped to the final thing. And I, I just want to make sure we don't gloss over it. Yeah. The, the third thing is to please don't forget to maintain your stewardship. Right. <laughs> and support the parish financially if you're yeah. able to. Yeah. And I would just say that speaking as someone who worked for the parish, mm-hmm. and you too, mm-hmm. that like our livelihoods depended on, on the generosity of other people. Yeah, yeah. Which, so if you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and that's definitely something like, you know, as as I was working, as I think we were working, we knew in the back of our head, you know, or in the back of our mind, but like I didn't imagine a scenario in which like 
the tithing like completely dried up, you know, or something like that. And then that meant, um, yeah, a financial burden for, yeah. uh, for our family. So, um, yeah, so definitely prayers, prayers for them. And I, I know other youth ministers around the, um, not, not necessarily the diocese, but around the country and stuff are, um, a, a lot of other churches are, um, yeah, had to lay off a lot of staff and stuff. So, um, yeah, so tithe, tithe to your, your parish. It's a tough time. And not just to help pay for the staff and their livelihoods to keep that going, but also just to keep the, the maintenance of the building going. Right. The, the electricity bill still has to be paid, right? The water bill yeah. still has to be paid. The, yeah, the of course, facilities still have to be maintained. And, and of course, the the church knows that it's it's a tough time for the parishioners as well, right? And so, like, um, tithing, you know, didn't go down because... <laughs> Uh, like extra things, or or or, or um, because of anything the parish did or anything, it, it's it's that um, money in general has has definitely dried up and stuff. So we see that with the unemployment rate and everything like that. So parish understands that. So um, yeah, if at all possible. Um, yeah, they they ask that you give what you're able to. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, the final and maybe, well, not maybe, the most important point mm-hmm. um, is what you were saying. Sorry to cut you off there no, with, with regards to outreach and reaching out to those I'm, who I'm don't have income, off. who are in dire straits in need. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and the church is, uh, again, on the front lines of, of providing for uh for those who are in need and providing for the most vulnerable in our, in our community. So, um, yeah, it's a crazy time. And, um, uh, we're, but we're all in this together. Chris, how can people connect with C's outreach, uh, to be able to, you know, donate, give, um, help the parish continue to maintain that, that arm of service. Mm-hmm. Uh, great uh, question. Um, so there are, yeah, there's the, the outreach ministry is um, headed up by uh, Allison Sullivan. And um, so emailing her um, is always a, a possibility at asullivan at org, And then the outreach um, hotline or the outreach Number is 682-593-0584. And that, all that information and everything can be, um, yeah, can be, can be seen on uh, the website at cc.org. Um, I also know Catholic Charities is still um, taking donations and stuff like that. The, the North Tarrant Food Bank, you know, is, is still uh, is taking donations and things like that. And our, our outreach ministry is, 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 um, in um, communication with both of those organizations and uh, and 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 stuff, so there's there's a lot of good good places uh, to donate, and um, there's a lot of people in need, so it's needed. Yeah, absolutely, and the, and the need is just oh my gosh, just so huge. Mm-hmm. 
So, Chris, we are, what, five weeks now? Six weeks? Yeah, something like that. In this reality? Time kind of blurs together, man. I know. Yeah, I forgot what day it was, like, every day. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, what has quarantine life been like for you, man? Um, So, it's been, especially in the last week, I actually... uh, so my parents started um, housing my grandmother, my my dad's mom, and uh, it's been a tremendous selfless act on on their part. Um, they actually started that uh, like a week, two weeks before uh, all of this started to happen. So it's it's been very recent. So she's been with them for uh, about five weeks now, and um, this past week. My mom uh, got sick. She had a fever and had chills. And um, oh no, uh, yeah. So for the sake of my grandmother and my mom, um, we actually took her in, and she is quarantining with us, um, which has been great. She's doing fine. My my mom's doing awesome. She I don't. She she got tested uh, the other day and um, is is taking things for the flu. Uh, which are seemingly helping and everything like that. So definitely prayers for her, but um, she's she's doing fine. Uh, and and my dad and my my grandmother at their house are not uh, affected. They don't have any symptoms or anything like that. So we're just trying to be extra precautionary um, during during this time. A- again, specifically for for my grandmother's sake um, and for her health. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this is, this is what we've been talking about. This is the reality, like you are experiencing it like right now, you know, this whole quarantining and yeah, making yeah. sure things are clean and yeah. And like isolation. Um, and, uh, yeah, yesterday, last night we had, we, we had dinner with my mom, quote unquote, uh, She's on the uh, second floor, and we opened up her window, and uh, my wife and I sat outside with our dinner, and uh, so we had dinner together, but she was 20 feet higher than us, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, but we had a conversation and stuff, and it was good. Again, her spirits are really high, and like she's, I, I, um, I think she's on the tail end of uh, of of staying with us and stuff, so. Yeah, so it's been it's been good, but uh, um, kind of crazy. Oh my gosh! Well, um, your mom is an awesome lady. She is. Cheryl, we we love you, and we <laughs> hope that you're getting better. We'll pray for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and uh, I mean, your dad's all right too, but. Your mom's pretty fantastic. <laughs> yeah. No, my dad's my dad's um both of them, yeah. Again, like the selfless act of of taking my grandmother has has been uh very yeah, inspiring and awesome. So But even even you guys, man, to take in your mom to uh potentially put yourself at, at risk, you know, of exposure. Yeah. Um, but just this is what this is all about is is you know, 
putting putting your needs uh, down and and serving others, right? Um, especially those who are close to you, uh, those who are in need. Yeah, you're like living it. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it's it's for family, so like totally worth it. Sacrifice for yeah, sacrifice for them. So absolutely worth it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, of course, like you just said, it, it's for family. It's a, it's still, you know, a good selfless awesome thing you guys are doing but again it's it's for family and it just underscores for me like how much more it is uh in terms of like i suppose brave or, or selfless when it people are, are serving those who are not their family right yeah. that, that that you see people who are on the front lines healthcare workers uh people in the grocery stores these these people that uh pope francis mentioned in his ubi it or be blessing that we talked about in our very first episode you know that that there's all these people who are out there uh putting themselves at risk but the the need for our society to continue is so huge especially in terms of service to those who are suffering and um yeah what 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 a loving giving selfless act that is yeah yeah no amen absolutely um and it it brings, yeah, the gospel to the forefront, right? It brings the, it brings Matthew twenty eight nineteen to the forefront of uh, um, serving others and and being, um, yeah, being sacrificial. Um, and then in in my class, um, so I think I've mentioned I, that I'm a teacher, a theology teacher at Nolan, but we we just did Mark's gospel and Mark um, chapter eight, right? Is uh, Mark eight thirty four is um, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me, right? And then nine is um, whoever wants to be the greatest of all must be the servant of all. And then in chapter 10, it's um, not just servant of all, but slave to all, right? And so, like, these conditions of discipleship that that Jesus gives us is, um, yeah, it starts with that. It starts with the act of denial, um, taking up your cross and and following him. And then uh, that leads to, at least a service, leads to... Uh, sacrifice yeah and this reality that we're in in terms of just being quarantined we were talking a little bit beforehand here just how things are going you know my family we're, we're a homeschool family uh so um we've got uh oh my gosh uh, a fifth grader a third grader and a first grader and then a toddler who mm-hmm. just has to exist throughout the day and, and if he's able to you know go to the potty then that's a win <laughs> go to the potty in the potty <laughs> yeah 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 so um you know the adjustment that a lot of families are having to make with kids fortunately is not one that we're necessarily having to make from a school standpoint but we were still very active you know, right. and not just with going to church, but just being involved with uh, different communities, different friends. Uh, our kids were in soccer. Um, you know, my, my older two are in music practice. They, they play the violin and the piano. Uh, not both each. One plays one, one plays the other. And um, all of that is just on hold or, or canceled or gone and stripped away. And so... Uh, yeah, it's 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 a time of 
denial, uh, quarantining, um, sacrifice, but also like we're five, six weeks in and yeah. cabin fever, if it right. hasn't already set in, yeah, it's starting to set in. Yeah. So how are your, your kids dealing with it? You know, I, I would think that for the most part, they're doing pretty great. Uh, we, we we're trying to be proactive with just getting outside and walking around the neighborhood um, letting them, you know, ride bikes. Uh, we have a school nearby that has a track. And so heading, walking over to the school and letting them ride their bike around the track for a little bit and then, and oh, then coming awesome. back home. Um, they, but they close that you can down? tell that they're, they're itching to just get out and, and have an adventure or do something. So, um, they you know, that's, that's that definitely track. what they didn't close down the track. They have they've closed down the playground. Okay. So you can't like get on the swing set and the you know the slide and all that because yeah. you know someone could have been there that was infected and left whatever right. So <laughs> the playground part of it is closed down, but the track is just a track. You're just walking around, you know. And as long as you're maintaining appropriate distance, it's also outdoors. So yeah. Um. So no, they haven't. Thankfully. Yeah. But it, it is, though. It is uh, – you can tell it's they're, – they're getting a little bit frustrated. And I, I was talking to my um, 8-year-old yesterday, and, and you know, she's pretty easygoing. But every once in a while, she, she's very particular about things. And when they don't go her way, it's just tough, like it is for anybody. You know, when things don't go your way, that's disappointment. It's uh, a loss. It's sadness. And so I was trying to talk to her and explain this concept of like sacrifice, right? Yeah. And the best I could come up with is is to frame it like this: like every every time there's this thing that doesn't happen the way you want it to happen, we're presented with two options. The first is the one that we naturally gravitate towards, and that's to look at the loss, or the suffering, or the pain, or the burden. And just to feel the weight of that and like the sadness of that and the frustration, all of that stuff, right? The other side of that is to look at that same experience as an opportunity, as a gift, uh, to be able to grow closer to Christ, to be able to grow more in holiness. And we touched on this a little bit a couple weeks ago, uh, but this kind of made it closer to home for me because here I am trying to explain it to an eight-year-old, right? <laughs> yeah. That that yeah. when this happens, you know, this is a chance to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity to suffer with you. Thank you for this opportunity to tell myself no. Thank you for this chance uh, to grow closer to you because I love you so much and I want to grow closer to you. And uh, I... I have no idea if that sunk in all the way or not, or if she just got tired of talking to me, but she seemed <laughs> like she was picking up what I was putting down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it, I was talking to her, but man, I was also talking to me too, Chris, cause I get wow. so bummed out sometimes with uh, not being able to go to mass or not being able to get out and do different errands or do different things. And um, it's so easy to get bogged down in the, the negative aspects of this. Yeah, yeah, no, and um, I mean, uh, for for me personally, like it has been, um, I've gotten out 
outside more than I uh, had been before before this, like uh, to to walk or to take a yeah to take a walk or something like that. So there's there is definitely an opportunity, and I've um, yeah taken the, the the prayer and stuff that I had during Lent. Um, I've grown in that, and I've maintained that, um, and so that's that's been really good. Um, and, um, yeah, I think this, uh, like, uh, the lessons for an eight-year-old are the same for, for us, right? The, the, uh, yeah, that. Yeah. I stopped shorter telling her to lean in. <laughs> yeah. Like the Jocko Willink, right? Right. Good. Right. Like the, this, this is an good. opportunity uh-huh. and, um, uh, you know, if, if things aren't going your way, good, this is a, a time, time to grow at, but um, yeah, I, I feel like with this podcast, we have a constant theme of this, of, of this sacrifice of, of like how to deal with quarantine, you know, and, um, and we're, <laughs> we're dealing the same way that, that everyone else is, um, with, with kind of a sense of, I have no idea how long this is going to go. I, you know, I kind of have this vision of a plan or like of, of things, but today, what can I do to grow in my relationship with God? What can I do today to grow in my relationship with uh, my wife, my family? Uh, what can I do today um, that will, yeah, that will bring fulfillment? And if it's something that, um, yeah, that, that, that doesn't, you know, if I get, caught in a rabbit hole of YouTube or uh, of, of, of Netflix or whatever, binge watching and stuff like that, like um, that doesn't help me, you know? So uh, being just aware of that and being um, uh, cognizant of that, uh, um, yeah, I think God's given us this opportunity to grow. Yeah, yeah, he totally, uh, oh my gosh, he has in spades, right? Yeah. And and just to our final point here, um, the 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 parish is is putting out um, this this little series. You can check it out on YouTube. It's the Spiritual Survival Guide series, um, and the most recent one, Spiritual Survival Guide number three, is uh, by Father Wynn. And the whole point of it is to have joy, to to not forget that we have a hope in Christ. That he has risen from the dead, he has overcome death, he's destroyed it, and because of that, we have hope that we can one day, please God, be with him forever in heaven and um, and live in this divine love. And so, so that that's something to hold on to. Yeah, yeah, and um, when Bishop, I think Bishop's been our Bishop of Fort Worth for six years now, something like that. I think it's something like that. Um, but um, one of the, the, the first things I remember him in a homily talking about was this uh, joyful inconvenience, right? Just being um, in, in, in scenarios and in situations where you're inconvenienced to be joyful uh, about that. And this even goes to like um, what we've been talking, again, this constant theme of like not – um, not fake it till you make it, but like to be joyful, um, and, and to, to choose to be joyful in the times that it's hardest to. 
Yeah, and I like how you said that. Choose to be joyful because that's exactly what it is. We have to be intentional and on purpose be like, no, I'm not going to look at the bad part of this. I'm going to look at the gift. And right. I'm going to – because it's a gift, how would you react from a gift? You'd be joyful, right? Oh, my yeah. gosh. Look, thank you, you know? So thank you, <laughs> yeah. God. Thank you for this gift to grow closer to you. Thank you for this gift to find joy and to embrace you and to to unite myself with you and to grow in holiness. And really, Chris, what it is, it's a gift to glorify God with your life. Thanks be to God. <laughs> I think that's going to do it for us, guys, uh, on this um, special episode, <laughs> a special <laughs> Skype episode of 2819. Uh, let's, let's all pray together. Um, we can ask Our Lady for her intercession as we pray for the priests, uh, the deacons, and, of course, our bishop, that they uh, are able to, with prudence, uh, come up with a plan for us to move forward so that we can be together again. Amen. Amen. Awesome. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye. During 2819, Chris and Gabe, while we're in a quarantine, Chris and Gabe, learning about the Catholic faith, Chris and Gabe, having so much fun, Chris and Gabe, Chris and Gabe.